Hi everyone, if you are listening to this on the Sabbath, then I would like to take the opportunity to wish you a happy Sabbath. This week's review is for the film Old Fashioned, which is written and directed by Rick Schwarzwelder. A reformed frat boy opens an antique store in a college town and falls for the free-spirited girl who moves into the apartment above his shop. In time, this unlikely pair fall into a traditional courtship. Old Fashioned is filled with a lot of things to unpack. Let's take Clay's theory on dating, which is basically the practical application to the purity that God wants us to enter into marriage with. I have done a review on Pamela's Prayer, a film which is about purity before marriage. However, Clay is not as young as Pamela, and he had been deep in sexual sin for years before his encounter with Jesus. So two very different angles, but the focus is the same, striving to live the word of God, by his grace, through his Son, Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, most people in this world can relate to Clay more than Pamela or the man she married. Fortunately, we see a film depict the power of the grace of God what it truly means, and how we are susceptible to twisting the intention of God's grace for us. Clay applies some practical ways to avoid his past sin. However, we see how his remaining guilt and shame have been entwined in his intentions, threatening to hold him in lifelong bondage. The film shows how Clay claimed he was free and comfortable with his decisions, but with guilt and shame still very much present, we see his struggle to adhere to the values he knows to be true and good. I really like how we see a male figure wanting more than the superficial dating this world tells us is the norm. When Clay is told that dating is fun, he says it is not, it's not enough. The new girl in town, Amber, didn't understand what Clay was talking about when he tried to explain that Dayton doesn't train us to be good husbands and wives. It just trains us to be good at Dayton. Clay called the Dayton experience the icing with no cake. I like Clay's expression. However, I think what the world sees as icing is what Dayton has defined icing to be. Sex before marriage living together before marriage, having children before marriage, etc., is sin, plain and simple. And why is it sin? Because God says it is. The Eisnin is entering into a marriage with purity, ready to embrace the process of creating the exquisite level of intimacy God meant a covenant marriage to have. The film is very good at dismantling the excuses the world uses for giving in to sin. I'll give you some examples. Sex takes practice. Therefore, we need to do it before we get married. My reflection, did Adam and Eve, Joseph and Mary, Isaac and Rebecca practice sex before marriage? No. If we look in Genesis 2, 21 to 24, thinking about Adam and Eve, it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman 
and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she is taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Let's look at Genesis 24, 63-67, which describes how Isaac and Rebekah met. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening, and he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel, for she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her to his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. And now we can read about Mary and Joseph in Matthew 1, 18-24. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And then we can go to Genesis 29.16 to read about Jacob and Rachel. And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favoured. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days for him because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. And here's another reason that the world gives that we should have sex before marriage. Kissing does not lead to lust or sex. It's just kissing. 
Kissing is part of physical intimacy. It's how God designed it and therefore meant for inside marriage. Kissing leads to a deeper longing for more intimacy. The Lord warns us to flee from temptation. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee also from youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Another reason. It's not normal not to kiss before you get married. Who is defining normal here? Run away from what the world defines as normal because it's usually the opposite of what God says to do. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Another reason. Just listen to your heart. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Another reason. Oh, waiting to have sex after marriage is so old-fashioned. It's outdated. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Matthew 4.4 says, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 14.7 says, Jesus said, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him, and you have seen him. Amber, Clay's acquaintance, wondered how people were able to find the right partner if they didn't date. This makes me think of the many examples in the Bible who did it God's way. No dating. Awaiting, perhaps, but not dating as the world has defined it. I am reminded yet again of the account of how Isaac and Rebecca met. Abraham's servant was given the task of finding a wife for Isaac or Isaac, depending how you, <laughs> how you say it. Isaac was Abraham's son. And Abraham's servant was given this task, which he did under prayer. And we've covered some of the account earlier, but what I didn't read is that Rebecca had never seen or met Isaac before agreeing to be his wife. It was all done under prayer and the grace of God. And thinking back to Jacob, who worked seven years for Rachel before he could have her as his bride and consummate their marriage by the grace of God. Clay said, we have thrown away the boundaries that were put in place to protect us. Now we use and hurt one another. It doesn't have to be that way. People think the Ten Commandments are old-fashioned and that the Word of God is out of date. But the Word of God has been put on this earth to protect us, to keep us from hurting one another and ourselves. Second Timothy 3.16-17 says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Revelation 11.19 says, And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the Ark of the Testament. So, 
the Ten Commandments are eternal. Old Fashioned not only shows the difficult dynamics between a man and a woman wanting to know each other better, but being on different pages spiritually, but it also shows the dynamic between friends who believe and don't believe in God. We see one one so-called friend, a non-believer who thrived on sexual sin, saying that he couldn't wait to see Clay fail in his desire to follow the word of God. Not only did he want Clay to fail in his walk with the Lord, but he wanted to be there to see it. Have you heard the expression, with friends like that, who needs enemies? That verse from Isaiah 5.20 comes to mind again. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We see scenes that show what every Christian faces, standing up against sin, even before so-called friends, and being labelled as self-righteous, judgmental or boring. What I liked about this film was that it showed the emotional aspect of dealing with everyday challenges as a Christian in a realistic sense. We see Clay struggle with his understanding of why others don't see the good of Jesus Christ or why others have such a hard time understanding the path he wants to be on. We see him also struggle with his own desires and resistance to sin and we see the grace of God help him out of situations of severe temptation. It made me think how we have so many perverse traditions in this world that people do just because it's been done for a long time, like bachelor parties that involve strippers. The film depicts the error in following a man-made tradition like this that is way out of line, and yet people do it and they don't see it as being adultery. But Jesus says in Matthew 5.28, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Clay's desire to walk away from the habits of a sinful world to follow Jesus was seen as bizarre and foolish by some of his non-believing friends. One friend pretty much called Clay a joke. The same friend who showed signs of immense insecurity and self-loathing shrouded in deceit by the way of comedy, degrading women on his radio show and promiscuous behavior. Old Fashioned shows us a Christian meeting the world head to head with their guilt and shame from past sins still weighing them down. It shows what a Christian is, an imperfect person following Jesus Christ the perfect example of his father God. The world wants to label Christians as people who think they are perfect, but Bible-reading Christians know that we will never be perfect this side of heaven. However, by God's grace, we can follow Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit of God to transform us so that we are better than we were yesterday. Scripture verses such as old things have passed away, all things have become new were mentioned in the film. This is from 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 
and the film was good at showing that Clay wanted to show that he was anew, not calling himself a Christian, but doing the same sinful things he did before. Again, we are shown Clay's struggle of trying to do the right thing in the face of sin, being severely tempted, but God has promised to always provide a way of escape when temptation is near. 2 Peter 2.9 says, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Old fashioned shows how the world teaches people to accept lies because it makes them feel good. Tell me what I want to hear. It doesn't have to be the truth. Just appeal to my pain, my ego, whatever the case may be. Old-fashioned depicts the reality of trying to shield the physical and emotional pain of sin with more sin. Clay said, it doesn't have to be that way, which is in line with scripture, as the Lord said in Hebrews 13, 5-6, Keep your lives free from the love of many and be content with what you have, because the God has said, never will I leave you, Never will I forsake you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Clay and his aunt said a verse from, from Psalms 118.24 with confidence. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This was said several times during the film as a reminder to keep the word of God in our hearts to inspire, guide and comfort us on this difficult journey. Old Fashioned gives glory to God by showing how the life of a Christian will have all kinds of struggles. After all, we live in a sinful world and are in a spiritual war, as it says in Ephesians 6.12. The film depicts that the Word of God, the Bible, our authority, is essential to read with an open heart as it shows us what sin is and encourages us to stay close to our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, in order to avoid giving in to temptation and losing hope. The film depicts very well how doing good works does not save us. However, faith without works is dead, as Romans 2.26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works, is dead also. The film says a lot more too, but I will leave that for you to experience. Did the film encourage my faith? I think you already guessed the answer to that. It's full of the dynamics and hardships of being a Christian in everyday life. So yes, it really encourages my faith. There are stories of persecution and extreme hardships in this life. But this film also reminds us that everything is relative. And hardships can also be defined in everyday struggles that appear less intense compared to other situations, but are nevertheless no less of a struggle to those going through the challenging moments. As a summary, Old Fashioned advocates how the Word of God shows us sin, and those who read it with an open heart feel accountable for their words and actions. It shows how the world encourages people to be great in the sense of money, fame, performance, popularity, beauty, 
superficial things that don't last. However, God has predestined us for greatness according to his perfect kingdom, thanks to the sacrifice of his son Jesus Christ, the saviour of the world. Ephesians 1, 3-14 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he will gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ shall be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. I watched Old Fashioned on the Deep Sea Digital Channel on YouTube. Thank you for listening to this review. Until next time, peace be with you.